Welcome to another episode of the Final Percent Podcast. Today I want to kind of go over what does language mean. And in sales, one of the things that I think is important is the language of sales. Okay? If you're in China, one of the languages you need to know is Chinese. If you are in real estate, one of the languages you need to know is the language of real estate, how to communicate. So we just talked about the blueprint of success and how important communication is. Well, the best way to communicate properly is use other people's language. And what I mean by that is if you went to China, for instance, you are not just going to yell English louder to get through to them. You're going to need to learn Chinese or get a translator. That's why people who know more languages are always connected to people because they need people to come in and help bridge that knowledge gap. So if you're going through life, instead of going, oh man, I don't really want to do this right now, think of it as I'm getting another language, the language of self-motivation, the language of sales, the language of whatever your industry is. And if you start looking at them as if they are just another language, you're going to be able to connect a lot more dots in your life. And if we can go down those roads and say, hey, you know, maybe I'm a a real estate professional, but I don't know the true language of financing. I know what my banker tells me and I know a little bit about it, but if you really dive into the world of financing, there are so many other relationships that are involved in the language of finance. And I mean, I don't know how many people out there have a significant other, but they have their own language. And here's the kind of the secret sauce that happens. If you can stay connected, if you can stay consistent, when you have that partner, whether it's a significant other, a business partner, uh, someone you work with, a colleague, if you can get like a tenured time, like you have time under your belt, consistent things, you actually end up developing your own language. And that's why if you get around people, you you know, a lot of brothers and sisters do this, a lot of spouses that have been together for a long time do this, they start finishing each other's sentences. It's because they're just so synced, they speak the same language. But we don't think about it as quote unquote language, And if we can say, hey, you know what, I've always wanted to learn the language of advertising. I've always wanted to learn the language of social media. I've always wanted, look, I'll give you, I'll give you this example. When I first started out trying to, you know, become a personal brand, it's much more involved than I think people think it is, but you need a lot of help, right? You need people to uh, write copy. You need people to take photos. You need people to take video. And when I first started doing that, I would have conversations with 
the videographer and then they would tell me things like hey you know what if we don't put more money in the flux capacitor i'm not going to be able to get you your video on time well hopefully me using the back to the future reference right there you can ascertain what was going on is i did not speak the language of being a videographer and now here's where we kind of take everything to the next level I then took it upon myself to read books. I took it upon myself to be educated and speak the language of videography so that I could properly convey what I want. I can properly understand what is a fair price. And I can properly understand what timelines need to be because, you know, before I would just say either just unrealistic timelines on either end, whether I wanted something too fast or too slow. And so that's what happens. Here's the, the, the kicker in this whole thing. Sometimes you just have to invest in the language, but you don't do the thing. So for instance, I am not out there shooting a lot of videography or videos. I'm not shooting a lot of those things. I'm not working with uh, cameras day in and day out. I let my team do that, but I can direct them and help them understand. But even more importantly, now, if we're going to put a an event on, I can think about certain shots. I can think about what the f-stop is, is going to need to be. I can think about whether or not we have the equipment to get the thing done that I want, and then I can direct my team to get it done. So, the moral of the story is, is when you learn a language, it doesn't mean to need to be always something that you go do. And if I'm working with one of my clients, say I'm helping someone craft a speech, craft a course, craft a uh, behind the scenes videos, uh, maybe we're building a Kajabi course for somebody. Now I can explain to them in much better detail when they ask questions what we are going to be able to offer, what we're going to do, how long it's going to take. Because I speak the language of the visual creative side. Now am I an expert in doing it? No, but I have enough of the language to where I can bridge that gap. Uh, another thing that you know, I'll just end with on the language side of things. I, a lot of people out there, you know that I'm a singer. And when I started out being a singer, I was in the studio and I would sing. And then I, if, if I say the, the glass, the glass is like when you're looking through a recording studio window. After I would sing on that side of the glass, I would run around and I would go into the recording studio and I'd ask all these questions. Well, why are you doing that? Why are you putting reverb on there? What does this knob do? What does this knob do? What does this button do? And I mean, I'm sure it was annoying, but I was just so fascinated about both sides of the glass. Well, the important thing now on why that helps me is because I know what the engineer's thinking because I've been one. I know what the producer's thinking because I've been one. But most importantly, I know what the artist is thinking because I've been one. And I can bridge that language gap from the technical to the creative. Now I'm doing the exact same thing in the visual world in um, speaking and helping that translate into different things that you know people are trying to uh, disseminate and monetize their brain, monetize their experiences. And the more that you know, the more experiences you have, the more languages you speak. And the person who can bridge those gaps. So basically, the moral of the story is 
everyone who's making money, everyone who's making a difference in today's day and age is basically a translator and an interpreter. They're interpreting what you know a creative wants and translating that into technical speak and vice versa. And so if you can speak enough languages and connect people as often as possible with the possible, you know, uh, that is where your driving force is going to come from. And so focus on things instead of saying, oh man, I just really need to hire someone and not and not worry about it. Not necessarily. At least read a couple books so that you can hire the right person. And again, you're not doing all of this to become an expert yourself. You're doing it so that you can properly communicate with people. One of the things that you know I have said many times on my podcast that I'll just illustrate here, and this, this will be where we wrap up. I was working with a client, and we were texting back and forth, and this client would give me dot, 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 all the time after text messages. Now, if you're under, let's call it under about 40, let's say 40. If you're under 40, if you get dot, 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 usually it's passive aggressive, give me an answer. Oh, right. It's disbelief. It's this, that, and the other. And so that's the way I was taking it. I was going, I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on here. What am I missing? And so I'd try to follow up more quickly and I'd try to do this and I'd try, and just the dots kept coming, you know, every time. And so I finally confronted my client uh, about this and I said, what's up with the dots? I mean, this feels kind of passive aggressive. I think I'm doing a great job. And they said, what are you talking about? And I said, well, the dots, like it's passive aggressive. You want me to this, that, and the other? And she goes, nah, that's an ellipsis. And apparently that means trailing off in thought on an unfinished sentence. I did not know this. But the thing is, is when she's communicating with me, that they, they, they need to be able to say, hey, you know, I need to use their language. So right when I said that, they should have been like, oh, okay, I didn't realize that. They said, well, that's not what it means. That's not what I mean. So you need to adjust the way that you're thinking. And I said, you know, let me put this into perspective for you. Do you have any clients that are pastors? They say yes. And I said, okay. My question is, is you know, we've communicated uh, more than a few times, and I have heard you drop the F-bomb more than a few times. My question is, do you use the F-bomb in front of the, the pastor and their family? Well, no. Why not? I don't do that because that's not a part of his language. That's not appropriate for what he believes in. It's not So the moral of the story is we to have true communication have to use someone else's language. So when you're trying to get something ac- accomplished, get something across, you have to know the person well enough to be able to blow through all of the preconceived notions and communicate with them on their level, not your level. And so when I communicated that to my client, they, they, they were like, oh my gosh, yeah, that actually makes a ton of sense. And that's the, the big thing. You might be planting seeds through assumption that you don't even realize. And so if you can adjust your way of thinking to where you say, okay, have I heard them say a curse word before? So if you haven't heard one come out of their mouth, 
you know, maybe don't use it until they do. It's kind of like that old mirror thing in NLP. You go out, you know, don't be the guy who, if the boss, the guy calling all the shots orders a beer, don't be the guy who orders, you know, a double gin and tonic. Match how far we're pushing the envelope so that you can use someone else's language and communicate with them on their level. So this is communicating with videographers, something we all need, communicating with our spouses, communicating with our kids. How often do you try to overcomplicate things with your kids if you have them? Most of the time you need to just go as direct and simple as possible and unfortunately and maybe fortunately, I don't know, but try the direct and simple approach as often as possible even with adults. I've often said, if someone is grumpy, why, why do we expect adults to always be awesome? Every, ooh, what, what, why are they in such a bad mood? We got to ask the same questions that we ask about toddlers. Have they eaten? When's the last time they slept? When's the last time they took a nap? When's the last time that uh, they, uh, they got what they wanted? When's the last time they went outside and played? When's the last time they saw their friends? These are things we ask about children, but we don't ask about adults because we're just supposed to suck it up, buttercup. That's not always the best play. So learn the language of whoever you are talking to or whomever you are talking to. It's incredibly important to take the time to try to understand them and look for insight, not agreement. When you're communicating with someone, Use all your experiences to mold your language to properly communicate with somebody. Like, for instance, if I tell, I I love audio gear. Like, I am an audio nerd, for instance. But if I tell someone that is not a recording artist, if I say, man, I just got this new Elysia Alpha compressor that just absolutely has, you know, mid-side processing and you can take transformers in and out and you, it has auto fast attack and release or you can take that out um, and then it has this nouveau filter where you can tilt the high end up or down accordingly and then you can change. Half of you out there, probably more than half of you just now went, what are you talking about? Or I can say, I just got this piece of gear that makes things sound like very few pieces of gear can, can on planet Earth. Depending on who I'm talking to, you are going to need different communication from me. If I'm talking to a fellow audio nerd, I can talk about all of the technical side of things. If I'm talking to someone who just appreciates music, I don't need to get into all that. We tend to try to impress ourselves when we talk. And that's easy to do, unfortunately. You just keep talking. So with that being said, I'm actually going to stop talking. And I am going to tell you guys, just be mindful of your language and look at any skill, trade, craft, experience, knowledge, opportunity as learning a new language. And always be getting new and more languages. And then you smash all of them together to be able to really communicate with whoever is in front of you. This has been The Final Percent. It's the final-